Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. This is January the 3rd, and the commentary today is on Genesis chapter 4. How quickly we fall. Adam and Eve walking with God in the Garden of Eden. And sin took them farther than they wanted to go. Now they are outside of that beautiful garden, and they are toiling to survive. God, in His graciousness and His mercy, grants them two sons, Cain and Abel. The story unfolds in chapter 4 as Cain and Abel are bringing an offering to God. As you read through the chapter, you notice that Abel brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. In the garden, it is assumed that an animal is slain as a substitutionary death and atonement for Adam and Eve. The Bible says that skins were put around them to clothe them. You see, they had sewn fig leaves together because of their shame and their disgrace at their sin. They no longer wanted to be in the presence of God. And so God showed them that indeed the wages of sin is death, that they would die. And the moment they sinned, they spiritually died. That means they were separated from fellowship with God. But they also began the process of dying. And sure enough, both Adam and Eve died and every man after them, save two. And that is Elijah and Enoch. But that's for another lesson. That's for another time. Today, I want us to center in on Cain and Abel. First of all, the Bible in other places speaks of these two. Abel is said to offer the gift that pleased God. He offered it in trust and faith. This is found in Hebrews chapter 11, where the Bible gives a definition for faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. I have often said you can read that and still not know what faith is because it is an abstract concept. It is so ethereal and far above us that we cannot understand the great concepts of faith without concrete illustrations. And so I give you the principle that is over and over again found in the Bible. The more abstract the concept that is like faith, something we cannot touch, something we cannot hold on to, something that is not tangible. The greater and the more abstract is the concept, the more concrete and numerous have to be the illustrations that teach us what it really is. Illustrations are like windows into a dark room. They bring light. And so the Bible says that Abel's faith was evidenced by the gift that he brought. It was a blood sacrifice. Now, later, Moses instructed that grain offerings and all of the offerings that are laid out, all of them were not blood offerings, were not animal sacrifices. 
But it's obvious that that was not just the issue. It was not just the gift that Abel brought, but the attitude in which he brought it. And Cain is revealed as the wicked man that he is, not only here, but in the scriptures. As you read through this, it seems odd that jealousy would arise so quickly, but it didn't. In reality, the Bible is not complete in detail, so we don't know the journey and the context that was in process during the days of their early lives. But we do know that when they brought these sacrifices, that God accepted Abel's. But then it says that when Cain brought his, that God did not respect his offering. This is in verse 5. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance showed it. His countenance was fallen. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why is your countenance fallen? If you do well, in other words, if you live godly, you do the right things, you follow what I say, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, if there is anger and bitterness and wrath in your heart, if you do not do well, sin lies at your door and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Now, what is God saying? God is saying, Cain, listen to me. Just like a lion is crouching, ready to pounce on you, so is sin. Because it was Cain's daddy who sinned and caused the entire earth to be cursed and mankind to be cursed. But here's what God said. You should rule over it. You see, you cannot dabble with sin. You have to rule over it. And the only way that we can rule over it in this life is by the filling of the Holy Spirit of God that is given to every individual the moment they receive, accept, bow to the Lord Jesus Christ by repenting of their sin. Now listen at this story. There's more to it than meets the eye. The scripture says, Now Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and killed him. Now, why all the anger? Well, the Bible gives us insight into that. We're not left on our own. You see, Cain had a lifestyle of ungodliness. The Lord Jesus himself in Matthew chapter 5 said that if we murder someone, yes, that's sin. But the root of all murder, which deals with intention, is anger. And Jesus warned to not be angry with your brother. Paul said, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Anger is such a volatile emotion that when we allow it to have a place in our hearts, that it will rule over us, even if it is righteous anger to begin with, even if it is righteous indignation to begin with, we cannot even deal with that because you see, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. You and I are not wise enough to mete out justice and teach someone a lesson. We need the lesson of Jesus himself. But John in 1 John says, in this, the children of God and the children of the devil are made plain. This is 1 John 3.10. In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are made plain, manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness, that is, as a way of life, is not of God. 
Nor is he who does not love his brother. If we don't love our brother as a way of life, I'm not talking about things coming between you from time to time, but if the habit of our life is that we are at enmity with our brother, we need to get right with God. As much as is within us, we need to live at peace with all men, certainly our brother. And this is not just talking about a physical brother, it's talking about a spiritual brother. And before that, he says, whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God. So whoever does not love his brother, certainly his physical brother, but also his spiritual brother, whoever does not practice righteousness as a way of life, they're not of God. Neither are those who hate their brother. This is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Now listen to verse 12, 1 John chapter 3. Not as Cain, who was of the wicked one and murdered his brother. Then he gives this question and answer. And why did he murder him? Here's the answer. Because his works were evil and his brother's was righteous. He hated his brother because his brother was pleasing God. He hated his brother because his ways were wicked. Cain lived a life of ungodliness. Cain lived a life of rebellion. Jude, the Lord's half-brother, in Jude verse 11 says, Woe to them who have gone in the way of Cain, who have run greedily in the error of Balaam for profit, and perished in the rebellion of Korah. Three men are given, three wicked men in the scriptures. One is the personification and the example of hatred. That's Cain. Balaam, of course, is the example of Greed. And then Korah, who rose up against Moses, is the example and the personification of rebellion. But look, Cain is the example that's given for a hateful heart, for a bitter spirit, for a jealous spirit. You see, when we do that which pleases God, those who are unrighteous don't like it. They never will. They never have. They do not now. And whether it is a blood brother or sister or a near relative, a kinsman, or whether it is someone who doesn't even know you, they will hate you if they perceive that you're a follower of God and they are not. Jealousy is bound in the human heart, and it will come out through anger. Over and over again, we have seen this in the life of the church over the last 2,000 years. We have seen those that have come against men and women of God, those who are living in righteousness, those who are seeking after God. They are persecuted by those who hate God and even those who name the name of Christ. But indeed, they are nothing more than wolves in sheep's clothing. And they infiltrate the church and they cause dissension over and over again. Mark anyone who doesn't seem to rejoice over the blessing of others. And in your own heart, you need to mark your own heart and ask yourself the question, do I rejoice with those who rejoice or do I weep with those who weep? Now you can get a signal of this if indeed you are wrapped up in yourself, your narcissistic self, when someone starts talking about what has happened to them and you've always got to top it. 
And this happens with men all the time. They're talking in a circle. It may be at church. It may be at a ball game. And someone says, well, this happened to me, and I was privileged to do this. And it's got to be a bigger story from the next guy and then a bigger story from the next. That is selfishness and narcissistic. You see, we need to be rejoicing with those who rejoice. Those whom God has blessed, we need to lift them up and thank God for them. And it is only when our deeds are evil, our heart is evil, our attitudes are evil, that we turn against those who do righteousness. Cain is a perfect example of that. And according to what John said, it is answered definitively. Cain murdered Abel because his life was in rebellion against God. His life was filled with hatred. His life was filled with jealousy. That's exactly what John said in 1 John chapter 3, that his deeds were evil. Now, often I hear people say, well, you know, my son or my daughter, they'd be in church, but the preacher ran off with the piano player and a deacon said something to him or, or someone said something to him in church, and now that has thrown him into rebellion. That's a lie from hell. The reason that child, that son or that daughter or that man or that woman is in rebellion against God is not because of what someone else has done, but the choices they have made in reality reaction to that. And if the truth would be known, they love their own deeds of darkness rather than the deeds of light. It's about time for all of us to start taking responsibility for ourselves and understand that we rise or fall before God. And whatever someone else does, we cannot control. Or have you noticed that? Abel couldn't control Cain. Cain couldn't control Abel. Fathers cannot control children. Children cannot control parents. I can tell you as a little boy, I wanted my mom and dad to be together more than anything else. But you know, I didn't have any say in that. Many times fathers will weep as the father in the story of the prodigal son in the gospel of Luke. But they can't change their son or daughter's heart. They're out in sin. And if they could, they would die for them. But that wouldn't help because you see, one's already died for them. His name is Jesus. And if they won't listen to God's Holy Spirit, they won't listen to you. And so the scripture says that Cain was an evil, wicked person. And he is the example of hatred and jealousy in the Bible. It is a way. That's what Jude said, the way of Cain. There is a way that seems right unto a man, and the end thereof is death. The greatest thing you and I can do is turn our lives over to God with everything that's within us, repent of our sin, own up to our own wickedness. You see, I believe the hardest people to reach are not those people that are out in open, flagrant sin, but it's the self-righteous that feel they do not need a Savior. Those who are sitting in church judging others. Many are like those who are Pharisees, like the one in the temple, as he saw the publican, the sinner, beating his chest and saying, Oh God, I am a sinner, have mercy on me. And the self-righteous, hypocritical Pharisee, according to the scriptures, would not do that because he felt like he was righteous. God help us. The way of Cain is the way of the world. The way of godly Abel is to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and to do as he says, do as he asks, and bring the offering that he has requested. It's the sacrifice 
of praise, the sacrifice of thanksgiving, the sacrifice of giving. All of that is others-oriented, not oriented towards self. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.